and welcome to Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I'm your GM and wife, Diana. And I am your player and husband, Zach. We're going topsy-turvy on this one. <laughs> Just a little bit. And this is Mechs into Plowshares. How are you, my darling? I'm doing well. I am very excited to play this game. I've been wanting to play it for a long time, so I'm excited to finally get it to the table. And uh, we're playing it for the first time on the pod, so hopefully it goes well. But uh, I'm very excited to play this. This is Max into Plowshares by Frisco Cruz. Uh, this was a game that was written for the Sad Mech Game Jam. And you know I love mechs, you know I love my sad mechs, so I'm very, very excited for this. Which is the reason that I decided I would be the GM for this game. It is a single-player game, but there is a two-player, like, option, sort of, like, hack for this game, so I am going to be the quote-unquote GM for this game. Uh, Frisco is a designer that's actually geographically pretty close to us, and I've talked with them a few times both about this game and the game that they released for the Folklore Jam, which sounds too scary for me to play. But this, this game sounds very cool. You can find it at uh, anomalousentertainment.itch.io for mechs into plowshares. Or you can find Frisco at Frisco Cruise on Twitter and find their game there. I didn't read too much ahead into the game because I didn't. I wanted to avoid spoilers, but from what I've read, I'm really excited. I also haven't read too far in advance because the game tells you not. The game tells you not to, and yeah. I know that I'm the GM, but I do want to keep some of that sort of mysterious for me. So I apologize in advance. I'm sure it'll be great. We'll see. All right, uh, are you ready? I am ready. Let's begin. After several long years of war on the border, you have earned the right to buy your mech from the military. Use it to eke out a solitary life doing manual labor on your farm to pay back the loan before your machine is repossessed. All the while, the enemy from across the border looms, threatening to strike at any moment. Will the enemy attack? Will you be able to defend yourself? How much safety are you willing to sacrifice to make it in your new life? Week one. You can still smell the gunpowder on your clothes. You're holding your tags. What is your service ID number? My service ID number is KU75981. You're alive. You must remember that you are alive. And the living still have names. KU75981. What is your name? My name is Mahai. You are a soldier, Mahai. Well, you were a soldier. You fought for two years along the border. Mahai, what nation did you fight for? I fought for the nation of Mabakiel. How old were you when you joined this force? 
I was 16 years old when I enlisted in the military after an older cousin of mine was killed. Uh, he was a uh, infantry soldier, so I enlisted in the Mecca division to try to get a mech. I was infatuated with them. Tell me a little bit of what you look like. Mahai is bigger, a little Tom Hardy-esque. Looks a little sad all the time. Sort of has like, it's almost like permanent soot on his face. Um, He's never been good at keeping clean. And he's fit from service. But even before that, he was was always kind of a fit man. There was an outpost and you were assigned to defend it. They attacked almost every week. Who is the enemy? Azimo. Uh, Azimo is a much larger nation to the north. It's a much colder nation than ours, and they have been trying to annex us for the duration of the war. Your family owns a farm near the border. You walk past the untended rows where crops should be. What kind of farm is this? It's a grain. Yeah, it's a, it's a, we used to, we used to go like grains. It's a couple acres that we would split between, um, depending on the season and availability, mostly like wheats and corn. The sun is high and the sky is clear. There is smoke in the distance. You try to think about what the weather will be like soon and how it will affect your crops. What season is it? It is late summer. It's late summer. So the days are starting to get shorter, and the nights are always this bright reddish amber. You open the front door and go into the house. You have memories of the last year family visited here. It seems different now. What's different about the farm? It's empty, for one. My parents didn't own this farm. I think my aunt owned this farm and it has fallen to me now to tend to, but we used to visit all of the time and it was always full of life. There's always people running around of all ages, uh, either like just on the farm, living in the house, working, um, all kinds of people. And it's just empty and it's bizarre that it's empty. Something has also been destroyed. It's, I think a silo has, or like a barn, has been caved in from mortar fire. You sit down at the table. You are alone, perhaps for the first time in two years. Who is it that you miss? I miss my aunt. She was always so full of life and so energetic and no nonsense and with her gone like if everyone else was gone but she was still there the house would still feel full of life and she's the one i miss the most in the distance you hear a caravan of trucks rumbling down your road the mech that escorts it looks in your direction you cannot help but tense in the absence of your machine soldiers at your post used to track supplies with coins all across the border You don't know which guns these bullets will feed. Flip a coin. These are supplies for your nation. 
Okay. The war isn't over. They say it's a stalemate and that both sides have signed a ceasefire. The pay has stopped and the papers they gave you told you to get a job. You took out a loan to keep your machine. It will make it easier to work. How does your mech help you do work on the farm? My mech functions as a draft animal in a lot of ways, but also, I mean, I guess that's just what tractors do nowadays, but largely works as a tractor and as a, uh, like a backhoe primarily. It is a, it's a bear fighter. Your loan is substantial. You will have to work hard. You must make at least four payments by the end of 10 weeks or the military will repossess your mech and wipe the AI. And that is the end of week one. Can I talk about my mech a little bit? Yes, please do. Please describe it. So my mech is, as I said, it's a bear fighter. So um, growing up, I loved this old series and toy toy line called Zoids. It's this setting in which the land is populated by giant mecha animals that can be piloted by people. And the one of the anime series is about a war using them. And the other is a sports anime. And it's amazing. <laughs> and one of the ones that I like a lot, and I have a box of my depicting my mecha here, is the bear fighter. Uh, it's just a big bear. It's a big mech bear. It is. And what I always liked about the Zoids over other mechs is that Zoids are like animals. They have essentially animal level intelligence. So they're like, they're partially sentient. So I like, or they're sentient, not sapient, right? Yeah. I like that uh, idea that I'm very worried about my bear fighter because it has a personality. Mm -hmm. And so basically I have a giant bear with twin cannons on its back is my mech. So I use it on my farm the way that you would expect to use a giant bear with cannons on its back. (laughs) That makes sense. Week two. A large military truck offloads your machine near your barn. They ask you to confirm the model and serial numbers. What is the model and serial number of your mech? It's it's a bear fighter. Um, the serial number is H Y K U twelve. You've missed it over the past week. The first time since basic training you'd ever been away from it for more than a few hours. The workers unfasten the straps and remove the transport locks. What is something specific that you notice of your mech? I notice that it is antsy its armor hums as they are like unstrapping it it is it's anxious um it has not liked being transported on this like i'm imagining like a a huge like truck essentially mm-hmm. or like a hover ship whatever platform it has been strapped to and connected to it has been um too tightly restrained and it is it's it's anxious it's unhappy You weren't allowed to name your machine until you had completed training. It was so hard, but you did it. You didn't really have a choice. They wouldn't let you stop, even if you wanted to. 
What is your max nickname? My bear fighter's name is Kumatung. You activate the machine. You see a list of programs and subroutines scroll up the screen. They said it would learn to fight with you. It did. You remember the first time it moved before you did. You're now going to roll. This is the first subroutine your mech learned with you. What was the scenario where you learned it? Cover-seeking navigation. I think we were in a valley, and we were escorting... Oh, this would have been early? Yeah, I think one of our first missions together, like real, real missions, was going was part of an escort, uh, escorting supplies through this valley. And as we were going through the valley, we came under attack by a series by um, a Zemo mecha. And before I could even start like looking, Kumatun activated this this uh, DEF twenty cover seeking um, and was able to find this like a uh, cave uh, or like um, overhang of stone um, and was able to. I think push parts of the supplies under it um, and then get as much of ourselves under there as we could while like firing suppressive fire from the twin cannons. The subroutines will sometimes make the machine act strangely. Maybe hand twitches before it turns left. Maybe it display, maybe it's display always zooms in when it sees the color red. Some soldiers thought it was the machine showing a personality what quirk did your mech acquire when it learned its first subroutine? Oh, I think when Bear, when Kumatan finds cover using uh, its def twenty, its claws dig into the dirt. Mm. It um it digs a little bit, just like a couple swipes at the ground. But it uh, once it gets into that location, it will just kind of like four or five swipes with its claws to like kind of just build a little bit of a burrow, Mm -hmm. almost. The barn shakes and the windows rattle as planes fly overhead. You don't know where they'll land. Flip a coin. These are supplies for the enemy. You have watched many people die. Name somebody that you saw die. I saw Helene. I saw Helene die. She piloted this large uh, lion model mecca this was like a month i think before i left um and we'd been we'd been through a lot together and uh i think these very large i think these uh like flying fortresses got us in a bad position and basically just opened cannon fire straight down on us and i saw her cockpit just cave in with a shell roll a die what subroutine did your machine learn to prevent the same thing from happening to you? Oh, wow. That actually works very well. Uh, missile auto lock-on sequence. Hmm. I think uh, when this happened, when uh, you know this bombardment from below happened to protect us, Kumatun um, like, auto-locked on this massive barrage of, of missiles coming down. Uh, and was able to defend us, To was able to stop them with, like, counter missiles. Mm, okay. What quirk has your mech acquired because of this subroutine? I think Kumatun is very susceptible to n- noise. 
and his ears uh, will twitch if there's anything that sounds uh, like uh, a potential threat. Mm-hmm. Um, like any time that the missiles are going to auto-lock um, or they might need to auto-lock, the ears twitch and I get like a weird blip on my like uh, radar readings. Mm-hmm. So like outside there's like this very big twitch of the ears and inside there's like a, a blip that tells me that Kuma is getting nervous. Kuma's getting anxious. Yeah. Hand in hand with watching people die, others have saved your life. Name a person and a machine that have saved your life. Um, Ogark saved my life. Uh, Ogark is a, directly stealing another Zoid, a gun sniper pilot. And uh, gun snipers are these like big raptors that uh, their tails turn into sniper rifles. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love this ridiculous, ridiculous show. Oh, yeah. Ogark was a gun sniper pilot and uh, he would always, you know, back me up, give me cover. What is the subroutine that your machine learned to emulate? Ogark. Argar- o- Ogark. Um, this is, these are very applicable. <laughs> uh, the PTK1 zoom in. Um, mm. So zoom on uh, pers- uh, suspected targets because Ogark is, is a sniper uh, and could see things from far away. I think weirdly we had this moment where like our mechs were in communication with one another mm-hmm. uh, because that's just something that they do uh, when they're in proximity. It's almost like this Bluetooth style like communication. And I, we don't know what they said to each other, but uh, after that, Kuma does this auto-zoom similar to its auto-lock. And the twin cannons... Uh, actually, no, I think he grinds his teeth. I think Kuma grinds his teeth when he's auto-locking. Okay. When he, when he sees something in the distance and, or, or when he's going to zoom in. Uh, you can hear just like this, this lark, this grinding that shakes the cockpit. Mm-hmm. And the first time it happened, I had no, I was terrified. I had no idea what ha- what it was happening. Someone later told me that Kuma was like, like gnashing his teeth. Yeah. Along with people saving you, you have also saved others. Name a person that you've saved, and find out how you saved them. I saved Fender. And I saved Fender with JKU-99 Guide Foot to Ground Forces. I'm going to interpret that to mean that I can, that Kuma can operate with, with people underfoot, mm. right? Guide Foot to Ground, or that I can get to Ground Forces easily. It's like an auto-navigate. And I think uh, Fender was an infantryman, mm. and uh, they came under heavy fire and Kuma went to them immediately and was able to, uh, like, basically, like, ran to them, leapt over their squad, and was able to, like, provide cover for them mm. um, and offer suppressing fire with the twin cannons to help them get away. And I'm assuming I need a quirk for that? Yes. I think Kuma roars when Kuma is charging to, yeah. I like that. The war was long, and you fought hard. You almost died. Many times, but you didn't. Your machine kept you safe. You kept each other safe. Go ahead and finish filling out the subroutines and how you think they helped you. All right. So a a complete list of subroutines and quirks. Um, Zoom in on suspected targets. Kuma grinds his teeth. Uh, When 
They uh, activate their thruster cutoff for gliding, which Kuma is not good at. Um, uh, all of uh, his screens, uh, all the screens in the cockpit, like hum, mm-hmm. cover seeking navigation. He digs in with his claws. Missile auto lock on. His ears twitch when he does his weapon swap reflex. Um, just all of the steam vents around his body, like massive release. When he jettisons spent ammunition, he shakes like a wet dog. When he does his automatic double tap, he stomps his left or he stomps his back foot. When he auto drops non-essential loads, his tail wags. Um, when he guides his foot to ground forces, he roars. And when he enters low energy rest mode, he lets out the sound like snoring. That's adorable mm-hmm. and very cute. And that is the end of week two. We now begin week three. The smoke on the horizon is thick. When the wind blows, you can smell burnt metal. Flip a coin to see if it supplies for your side or the other. These are supplies for your nation. The enemy could come at any time. Right now, you have all of your combat subroutines, but you will be given the chance to erase them and cross them out later. If and when you are forced to enter combat, you're going to roll on the subroutine chart that you just filled out. If you roll on, a, on the subroutine chart and you get something, you survive. But if you roll and you hit on a crossed out subroutine, you are going to die and you're going to have to describe how your machine is destroyed and you say your final words. If I roll on a subroutine that, that is, is crossed, crossed out, out mm-hmm. so I get like one shot. Yep. Okay. But you can't think of that now. You have fitted your machine with the appropriate modifications to do the work needed on the farm. What modifications have you made? Basically, I've managed to outfit Kuma so that I can hook up different plows, basically. Um, things to toll, toll, toll the earth uh, behind Kuma. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kuma can pull this plow and, and till, the, till the earth, um, dig into the earth. Um, I think I've tried to outfit kuma's claws so that they are more fit for digging in the earth than for like combat and also to like protect them i'm like essentially the same as like horse hooves right Mm -hmm. uh and try to make like protective uh sheaths for like his teeth and stuff so that he can dig and help me like basically till and carry oh and like saddlebags your combat routines are getting in the way of your work you know how to delete them before you begin in order to make payments you will need to roll on crossed out combat subroutine spaces if you wish you may preemptively cross out up to five subroutines before you get started you must also cross out the associated quirks well i'm gonna cut out the thruster cutoff for gliding Okay. Uh, because Kuma's never been good at gliding. It's not what he was built for. It was just kind of like an emergency thing, and we're not going to be flying around the farm. I'm also going to cut to delete. Uh, there's not a lot of cover in the farm, on the farm. It's a lot of fields, so, you know, I'm not too worried about that. We're not going to need that anymore where we are. I'm just going to go with those two. Okay. You are as ready to work as you can be. You have to be. 
Roll. That is a two. Did you land on one of the crossed out ones? I did. Okay. That's the glider. Some of it comes back to you as if you'd never left the farm. You still wish you had help, though. You can make a payment this week. And we need four payments before the ten weeks, right? Yes. Great. But this machine was made for war. This machine did not learn those, ne- those lessons for no reason. They saved you. They saved you more times than you can count. Describe a time that your machine exhibited that quirk that got crossed out, and it made you think that it had a personality. So I deleted the um, cover-seeking navigation. I think the time, I think that was the first time it happened, and that happened a few times. Kuma's always been very good at uh, finding a safe place to hide and fire. Mm-hmm. Kuma can melee when it comes to it, but really they like to they like to hang back. The time when we got ambushed and Helene died, Kuma was able to protect us with their missile auto lock, but they ran out of missiles before the sky fortresses did. And these gun like these uh this barrage was coming down and Kuma was able to f- get us to safety and was just digging um, and just digging and digging. Uh, and no matter how much I like pulled on the controls, Kuma wouldn't stop. Was mm-hmm. just like digging into the earth um, until I like yelled their name and then they stopped. And the barrage was still happening around us, but Kuma wasn't clawing at the dirt anymore. The machine's head looks at you as you think of this. An error in its programming, perhaps. What is your favorite quirk of your mecha? Oh, my favorite is when uh, Kuma jettisons spent ammo and shakes like a wet dog. Just the, his their whole body just shakes, um, and you can hear like the clashing of their armor. It's very loud. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else in my squad hated it mm-hmm. when Kuma would do this. But I thought it was the funniest thing. Um, when I'm outside of Kuma and they do it, it, it looks hilarious. When I'm inside Kuma and they do it, um, it I'm just like jerking around in the, like back and forth in the cockpit. It's just, it's hilarious to me. You take a breath and focus on the farm. You will have to decide if you will delete any more problematic subroutines. So now's a chance for you to make any deletions if you have to. I'm going to delete the weapon swap reflex because we can do that on our own on the farm. That'll be fine. And that's it. Okay. I forgot that if I roll on those in combat, we just die. <laughs> I don't want to delete too many. Now I'm scared. That is the end of week three. Now we begin week four. Some unexpectedly harsh weather crops up. Your land suffers and the temperature makes work almost unbearable. I'm going to need you to roll twice. Do I have to get it on both? I'll tell you what happens. Rude. Well, that's a miss. That's also a miss. You cannot make your payment this week. Okay. Your machine was not made for this. Maybe you weren't made for this. Something went wrong. I want you to describe how the subroutine that you just rolled 
caused a major problem on the farm. That's my favorite subroutine. I rolled for both. I rolled a six twice, and that was jettison spent ammunition where Kuma shakes. Kuma kept dropping, so, like, stuff. Like, because I outfitted him with those saddlebags to, like, carry tools and machinery and uh, and seed. Mm-hmm. And he kept throwing it. Um, he kept thinking that it was spent ammo. Or, like, uh, uh, I guess that's similar to, like, non-essential loads. Um, just kept dropping it uh, and shaking. And combined with, I think the weather is unseasonably cold. Uh, and so I have, like, my big jacket on, and I'm, like, trying to lead Kuma to, like, the other side of the farm. And he just keeps dropping stuff. And one time he, like, he, like, stuff broke. Broke this tractor that I was trying to get to the other side of the farm. I thought it would be easier if Kuma just carried it rather than, like, trying to drive it over and just busted it up. So it's pretty bad. It's pretty, I'm, it's pretty bad. I can't get him to carry the stuff. Still, you work together just like you always have. You are not going to give in. What do you like about the quirk that caused all that trouble? I mean, it's still adorable. <laughs> like, no matter, it's so frustrating. And, like, it, it, I, I almost feel like it's my fault, like, because I feel like I encouraged it all those years in the army. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, every time I laughed and I encouraged it and I let him do it um, and I didn't try to correct it. That it was it was fine, and now, like now, I feel like Kuma thinks it's cute to do, and mm-hmm. I can't explain to them that if they don't stop throwing our stuff, we're gonna lose each other. Mm-hmm. This would be a lot easier if your family was here with you. Why aren't they? My aunt, who owns the farm or owned the farm, died in the war, and her sister my mother, my parents think that this is a fool's errand. This, we're on, the farm is on the border, and they think that even if I don't, even if the conflict doesn't kill me, the conflict is going to make this land untenable. It's, just, it's not safe. They, mm-hmm. they, they call me every, they've been calling me every week, telling me to get out of here um, because it's just a matter of time. Yeah. You have to stay inside during a particularly bad day. You adjust the antenna on your set and try to watch the news. The poor weather has held up supplies for your nation. And now we are going to play the chaplain's game. The chaplain noticed that the soldiers would keep track of supplies' movements with coins. The commander always said that it was useless, that there was no way of knowing where they were going. We didn't stop. It made us nervous to see the trucks coming and going. The chaplain understood. They told us to keep using the coins to keep track of the supplies, and at the beginning of every week, we would predict if the enemy would attack. They used the coins in something we came we came to call the chaplain's game. The game was never wrong. It predicted without fail if the attacks would come that week. Your last day on post, you asked to learn how to use the game to protect if you were safe, and they taught you. As you watch the supplies move across the border, you have kept, you've tried to keep track of them by placing a coin on the table in a single large group. The chaplain's game is meant to determine if the enemy will attack this week. So now we're going to play. And that's just with the coins that we flipped, right? That is just with the coins that we flipped. Okay. So first count the number of heads up that there currently are. Do you remember how many there were? Mm-hmm. Okay. With your eyes still closed, 
flip over a number of coins equal to the number of heads that there were, heads up that there were, and put them in their own little group. Okay. You may now open your eyes. How many heads do we have? Uh, two. And I have one heads in each group. Awesome. That's good, right? The enemy will not attack us this week. Yes. I, I think I, I think I'm doing that. Like I'm watching the TV, and it's like, like there's static lines like going up and down, um, and I, I'm setting up this game, um, and I think the cold is like coming in through the walls, uh, and I, I, I do it like I just did it. I, I set it out in like this little table out in front, like sitting in front of me, as in the glow of the TV, uh, and I play the chaplain's game, and when I see the results, um. I think I just like let out this deep sigh and I look out to like, uh, I think Kuma's been staying in the blown out barn mm-hmm. and I just look out to the barn and I can see like Kuma's back, like in where like the hole has been blown. Yeah. You uninstall the farming modifications and open up the wooden crate full of ammunition the government supplied you with. You get into the cockpit, power it up and look towards the smoke on the horizon. They could come at any time. You must be prepared. You awaken your machine. The console is flashing. It notes that the internal temperature is too low and asking permission to increase the heat. You can, if you want to, cross out the subroutine that caused you to fail, failed you making your payment this week. I can't bring myself. Oh my God. I don't know. Uh, I, what would Mihai do? I think I want to give it another shot. I think I would give it an, I think I'd give it one more week. We missed the payment and we can't keep missing payments, but it's not, it's not Kuma's fault. If I can get Kuma to stop doing it, then I'm going to leave it. I already deleted when like his digging. Um, I, I don't want to delete him shaking. Okay. The console is still flashing. Do you stay inside your mech? Or do you go inside and fall asleep? We are out. We're outside, looking towards the uh, towards the horizon, mm-hmm. like nervously. I think I wait in Kuma. If there's there's smoke on the horizon and I'm worried, it, it wouldn't be the first time I've slept in the cockpit. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I'm gonna spend the night. I'm gonna spend the night in the cockpit. Okay. I'm gonna keep my eyes on the horizon as long as I can, and then just once I fall asleep, I know that Kuma will alert me if there's a problem. That's it for this week. We're about halfway, we're a little less than halfway through the game, but we started off a little slower. We'll pick this back up next week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what do you think about this so far, Dee? So far, I really like it. I am wondering if I'm actually reading too much. I don't think so. Uh, no, not because you, the enemy isn't coming. There wasn't an option on my list of prompts for when the enemy isn't coming. All of the options were for if the enemy is coming or they were vague. So I read the vague ones. I didn't read the ones for if the enemy is coming. Oh, okay. But so I don't know if I'm supposed to do that or not. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, um, no, I'm enjoying this a lot. I Uh, too. I think this is like – this is a beautiful um, like journal solo game. And uh, once again, you can find this game. um, This game was written by – Frisco Cruz. 
You can find Frisco at Frisco Cruise on Twitter or on itch at anomalousentertainment.itch.io. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. We want to give a special shout out to Zach B, our editor and producer. Seriously, without him, this show would be lots and lots of car horns and dogs barking (laughs) and nonsense. So seriously, if you don't hear like an hour of that, that's thanks to Zach B. We also want to thank In Love with the Ghost for the use of their song, Chilling at Nemu's Place, off of the album Healing. You can find In Love with the Ghost at inlovewiththeghost.bandcamp.com. Please go check out their stuff. It is, it's so good. It's so wonderful and delightful, and I've been listening to so much of it, and I'm going to go listen to some of it right now. If you haven't already rated and subscribed to us on iTunes or wherever it is that you get your um, podcasts, you're a bad fan and you should fix that right now. (laughs) So go ahead and do that because not only does it help us, it helps other people in your life. You're really giving back when you rate and subscribe to us. So do that. By giving back, you mean they give back to us. And they also give to the community Uh, of people who listen to podcasts because it makes it easier for people to find us. mm -hmm. So they get to share the wealth a little bit. I see. Uh, You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussion about RPGs and podcasts. And make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. We want to talk more about RPGs with y'all on Twitter. Uh, And maybe a little bit on the Facebook, maybe. I haven't posted a meme in a while. I should do that. Yeah. We love talking with y'all. It is delightful. And um, I don't know. We just like being present in those spaces. And uh, it's been a little slower during the move and work and, you know, Diana finishing out her school year. And when over the summer as a curriculum writer, that's when uh, my busy work period is. So uh, we're we're just kind of we're we're busy, but we're we want to talk with y'all and we want to hear from y'all. So uh, please hit us up uh, and talk about us. Thank you to our patrons for allowing us to keep this show going and improving it whenever we can. Um, If you would like to become a patron of this show, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash forward slash heartpointspod. You can directly support the show and directly support us making this show better while you get some really cool rewards like access to our patron-only Discord, a monthly campfire pod, and some other things. Every dollar makes a huge, huge difference for us. Seriously, um... Thank you so much to our patrons. And if uh, if you are enjoying the show, we are going to be moving back to our weekly format very soon. And, you know, if you're even donating a dollar a month, that's a quarter per episode. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes such a huge difference in our lives. Um, it means so much to us and we would love to have your support. So uh, please consider it if you haven't already. This week, we want to give a very special thank you to patron of our hearts, Shannon Dapper, uh, whose support means the world to us. Thank you so much for your support and patronage. Thank you all again for joining us for Mechs into Plowshares today. We hope as you return back to the real world that you continue to have a very nice day. Mm
but like a very, very nice one.